Uh, nice shirt. I know. It's pretty fucking great. It's my favorite shirt of Nick Cage. Anyways, well, it's my only shirt of Nick Cage, but it's definitely, like, you give me some bomb-ass shirts for, like, my birthday and Christmas and shit. It's, <laughs> it's a highlight. So this is one of my favorites uh, of all my shirts, actually. I would try to wear uh, it sparingly. <laughs> you gotta gotta keep its quality. Mm-hmm. It's it gotta keep it in intact. Um, for those of you listening, the um the shirt is a picture of Nick Cage with an upside down cross covering his eyes. Yes, it's a lovely uh, light gray crew neck. Um, it's, it's a very comfortable shirt. <laughs> Love it. Well, would recommend. Yeah, my mom doesn't like it very much, but she accepts <laughs> it. Oh, I'm just glad that you wear it around your mom. <laughs> yeah, she was very confused. And I was like, Mom, it's a joke. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I have my, um, I finally sent out my official notice for my thesis defense. Mm-hmm. And I sent you a snap. I invited Nordman. <laughs> your idol. My idol, my former undergraduate. He wasn't even my advisor. He was just like my favorite professor. And yeah, you someone just I, really, really <laughs> liked him. I just lingered around him, and he's just like, oh, hi, you want some work to do? I was like, please, if it means I get to hang out with you. <laughs> I showed Anna a picture of him because I, I told her about your. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say obsession, but your fondness of him. Yes. <laughs> and I showed her a picture and she goes, what the fuck? You know what? It's so fucking hilarious. Is So the, the advisor that I have now, he's actually like, he's the definition of like a daddy. Like he is a good looking guy and he is like <laughs> so personable and like so cool down to earth. Like just like the most chill guy that like. If you're thinking of an, a, a professor to have an affair with, like, he's your type. And I'm like, yeah, he's all right. But when I think about Norman, I'm just like, whoo! <laughs> he's just like, I don't know, he's just a nerd. And he's like, he's like tall and lengthy and skinny and socially awkward, balding, glasses, like... <laughs> Just like such a such a nerd, but I don't know why. I'm just he's my guy. So, but yeah. Anyway, so I invited him to my thesis mm-hmm. defense, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, nice to hear from you. I'll put that on my calendar right now." So he's he's coming. Which yeah, it's gonna it's definitely gonna up the stakes because you know he's super fucking smart, and now I feel like I have to do more just to impress yeah. him. He sat in and attended my, um, what the fuck? Oh, my capstone presentation yeah. because I had used him as a resource and he asked me a really hard question. I don't remember what it was now, but he did ask me a really hard question. I do remember yeah. that. So. Yep. Yep. I know that he's going to ask me a question. I know he's like probably already like calculating in his head what he's going to say just based off the abstract I sent him. <laughs> So I'm nervous, but I mean, oh, and also he wrote a book, um, which mm-hmm. I pre-ordered. Of course, of course. <laughs> but it's gonna, it's gonna be like the most dry, like just like the driest <laughs> content. It's just like the uncommon knowledge of Eleanor Ostrom. <laughs> you know what you should do. You should uh, set up a situation so you can use his mi- use your microphone to have him record an audiobook of it, so that way you can listen to it. <gasps> oh my god! Yes, that would be that would be the ideal because I wouldn't want anyone else's voice. <laughs> exactly. I figured you know, like you get both the content that you were looking for yeah. and the voice you so longingly desperate here. Yes, and then every night I can just fall asleep listening, being serenaded about uh, common, <laughs> about uh, collective goods management. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. So that was kind of just the biggest news is that my boys come into my defense, so. Boop, boop. But yeah, I haven't really, 
I haven't really done anything. I'm such a uncool person. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, not nearly as cool as these bad boys here on my face. Do you see them? <laughs> oh, shit! Like the bi- oh. yeah, It's my bifocals. But you can't see the line. No. I can't huh. take them off because I can barely fucking see, so... Honestly, I wonder how long it would have taken me to notice if you didn't say anything. Because, <laughs> like, besides the, like, size of them, the style mm-hmm. of them looks very similar to I your tried, old ones. It was so difficult. I tried on so many glasses. Uh, and these are Kate Spade, which... Ooh, fancy. The only ones that looked good. I had yeah. a limited selection, but they have, like, flowers on the side of them. Let me see mm. that shit. Yeah, that's not you. No, but, uh... I mean, your hair covers it. Yeah, which my hair is also looking like trash because I'm growing my sides back out because I I fucked them Uh, up one too many a time shaving them myself that I decided that I need to grow it out. So every mm -hmm. once in a while, my hair, like, it gets real fucking wild. Mm, Yeah. So good thing you didn't shave your sides. I know, (laughs) yeah. You could be dealing with this. I mean, I always regret when I even cut my bangs just a little too short. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is going to take 30 years to grow out. Like, I fucked myself over. So, yeah, it's probably good that I didn't do that because I would have way too many regrets. Okay. The sweatshirt's getting hot <laughs> in this closet. <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> you- oh, no. I'm not fully regretting it yet. <sighs> Yeah, it's like it's like sixty five degrees outside here. Is it the same over there? Yeah, it's pretty close to to that today. It's more like in the fifties. It's been raining all day today, like pouring Ooh. all day today. And when Colorado was having those the like five feet of snow in a day or whatever, did you hear about mm-hmm. that? It was last Mm-mm. week. I didn't. It was a couple weeks. It was a couple weeks ago. I didn't know I how read the news. No, I don't know how far like weather news <laughs> travels, but like there was a huge winter storm in Colorado, and they were getting some places were getting like literally five feet of snow in one day. That's climate change at its best. Yeah, they got like a ton of snow, and then everywhere like east got a ton of rain. So we had rain for like four days, three, four days in a row just sheets of rain and like the ground floor apartments were kind of flooding a little bit like water Mm. was coming in under the doors so one time i've been really happy to have a third floor apartment yes for real wow i'm kind of like shocked at all of the different weather that you get there i was definitely not i thought it was more stagnant but you definitely you get more like extreme weather than we do well so i hear i mean like all the weird snow events and stuff that we've been having um Mm -hmm. are not normal like everybody i've talked to this year they're like yeah this is a weird year this is not normal for Mm. nebraska and i'm like of course like the one winter i'm going to spend here is going to be a weird one but (laughs) you you brought the weirdness yeah there is okay (laughs) you can hear them i could hear it honking in my (laughs) yeah it's so it's gonna come through on the uh audio but that's all right yeah because my my um i love my screen door open for pumpkin you'd think i'd learn after all these bird incidents but (laughs) um i have like i put like this uh sheet of like netting over it so that Mm -hmm. like if she tries to jump then she gets caught by the net and she can't (laughs) she can't get the bird i love that to protect the bird and not to like yeah yeah no it's literally because pumpkin has lost her privileges and has Abused so many birds that I just can't, I can't trust her. So, yeah, I have to take some safety precautions. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all the random noises that are going to come up, though, on your audio from having that open. <laughs> yes. Like, I do I the complete opposite. So I've shut, I shut my, like, air or heat off so I don't get any interference. Oh my God. And then um, I'm home alone tonight. So uh, I've got Luna in her crate out here. I locked Amy up in her room because I just didn't want to deal with her meowing outside the door. And, like, I've got this place barricaded. So, yeah. Can't wait. Well, to be fair, your audio is always so much better than mine. <laughs> like, it's always, you, you, like, hear me rocking back and forth with the mic. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I need to chill out and hear a bunch of weird sounds in the background. My furnace coming on. Yeah. So, 
<sighs> I don't want to do this, but we have to. I know. Well, whatever. People can listen to us bullshit for a while, and then we're going to blast through the movie. Because um, I was, I had high hopes for this one. Oh, we should maybe mm-hmm. introduce ourselves before we... Because yeah. I was just going to kind of get into it. So, go for it. All right. Well, I'm Jesse, And I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens. I can't do this. Uh, I had high hopes for this one. I mean, I kept forgetting before we even watched it that it's a david lynch movie and i don't think you watched twin peaks the show um Mm-mm. yeah i figured you hadn't because it's kind of definitely not something you'd be into so never something i would recommend to you um it has <laughs> it's i mean it's something he created so it's very similar to this in style like it has a bunch of weird characters and things that you can't explain just um just random shit that doesn't make sense and doesn't tie into anything else. Uh, so I kept forgetting that until I was watching it. And then, like, the weird dude at the bar came up and he was like, mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a David Lynch movie, so it's going to be fucking stupid. I mean, I don't, like, hate him, but I didn't like this. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. And by this, you mean <clears throat> wild oh. at heart. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, she's talking about this. No one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I'm just so heated about it because I finished watching it this yeah. morning. So um, still kind of worked up about it. Yeah, it definitely was. I had high hopes because the description, I mean, um, made it kind of sound pretty interesting just because, you know, it's about this love story but and this mom trying to pretty much like break apart this love story by sending a hitman to kill the boyfriend of her daughter and so Mm -hmm. it sounded like it was kind of like oh this could be funny this could be dramatic like this could be whatever but yeah there was a lot going on and like you said a lot of random bits that were just kind of there that didn't really contribute to anything <laughs> and we're just kind of like what um mm-hmm. so that was kind of just kind of true out the movie to be longer than it needed to be and I was kind of getting annoyed with it like towards the end I was like Jesus fuck like let's 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 end this shit like this mm-hmm. is just too much like we don't I know how this ends like let's get on with it so right but I think, I guess the essence of it is that, um, I like that you call it the essence. I know. (laughs) I don't know why I always use the essence. The essence. Um, so Laura Dern's character, um, is Lula and, um, Nick Cage's character is Sailor and they're kind of just these two young adults that are in love and in the very beginning of the movie... (laughs) Nick Cage kills a man. In self-defense. Yeah, in in self-defense. Guy comes up to him with a knife, says that he's going to kill him, and then Nick Cage bashes his head in. It's within the first five minutes, yeah. Literally, Nick Cage's weapons are his right and left fists. (laughs) (laughs) So he is just just a very powerful, angry man, and kills a guy, ends up going to jail. Um, He gets out of jail and, um, you know, Lula's still waiting for him. And so they kind of, like, run away together. And Lula's mom is, like, very upset about this because, for one, she kind of puts it off like she doesn't want Lula dating a criminal. Mm -hmm. But really, we kind of find out that Lula's mom was, like, the one that kind of tried to have Nick Cage killed in the first place because she thought that Nick Cage kind of knew stuff that he wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then there's kind of this thing where the mom goes after these two kids and they kind of just have some side stops along the way because they're going I think from like North Carolina and they're trying to get to California and so mm-hmm. it's just kind of this long road trip um where they kind of just run into some speed bumps along the way but yeah that's a that's a pretty good way to describe it <laughs> okay I think that's pretty good 
Um, it's a lot of, um, at least early on, it's a lot of them, you know, they're kind of reuniting and going on an adventure together. So there's a lot of sex and music and partying and hanging out and sex. Mm-hmm. One cool fact related to all the sex that they have. Um, so we get to see Jurassic Park's ladies' titties. And apparently <laughs> that is like a rule that she kind of had ever since she got into the um, acting industry is she kind of had this very strict no nudity, mm-hmm. um, I guess, philosophy. But this is the role that I guess she decided that she could break that for. Um, and so I don't know if there's any other um, films where she gets to kind of be a very raunchy, like sex driven individual, because a lot of her characters that she plays is kind of are kind of like, you know, sweet, innocent, serious type of characters. And so this was definitely a different type of role that we mm-hmm. got to see her in. But obviously, Nick Cage kind of plays the bad boy. And so, you know, if he's not fucking within the first 10 minutes of the film then like we're like uh, who is this and what have they done with nick cage because literally every single movie that we watch there is some type of sex scene and so that's just kind of what we come to expect for nick cage come to think of it there is (laughs) yeah huh i mean and he's always the one doing well okay with the exception of past times yeah and best of times, I don't think anybody fucked in that. He was definitely the one who would be fucking, though, if anybody yeah. was fucking. Yes, exactly. But, <laughs> yeah. God, this movie is just so all over the place that I have a hard time anchoring myself in it. Like, or to talk Let's about see. any one thing. Like, there's the character Mr. Reindeer, who is literally okay. nothing. He's nothing. Okay. I mean, like, he's a rich asshole who is taking a shit while, like, a somebody like strips in the bathroom and he hires the hitman for the job but it doesn't make any sense so what um the mom <laughs> asks marcelo what's his last name marcelo santos? santos thank you santos marcelo santos so she hires him and he is working with mr reindeer is that okay what the fuck is up i literally had in my notes who the fuck is Mr. Reindeer? Because I did not understand his character. And I just, like, I I didn't know what the point of him was. Or, like, who yeah. he was. Or what, like, affiliation he had with everybody else. I was just very confused by him. I know. It didn't make any sense. And his, his role was so minor. And that's, like, the, my problem, though, with this movie is there's just so mm-hmm. many, like, weird things. Like, shock value things. That mm-hmm. aren't tied together. And I think part of it is because so much of it was probably cut out and edited. I mean, the movie's over two hours long as it is, but mm-hmm. so much of it was, was cut out for content, I think. Um, and there were a bunch of scenes. Like, I remember looking at the actor list and there were a whole bunch of people that were cut because their scenes hmm. were deleted. So, like... Jeez. I know. How... I don't know if it, if all of those things would have connected any of that, or if it would have just been more, like, fucking wild and batshit crazy. But, like... Yeah. Just, there was just a whole bunch yeah. of things going on, and none of it really came together. Yeah. I guess, as far as I was... Let's just skip Mr. Reindeer, because I don't care about him mm-hmm. or understand him. Well, so, he hired... Well, he, he had those two coins or whatever, and he, he sent them to two hitmen. One we saw mm-hmm. was the woman, Juana, or whatever. And then the other one goes to somebody else, but we don't know who gets it. Um, that's all I wanted to say was a little lead up to Willem Dafoe as oh, a character okay. later on. Because he's the okay. other hitman that gets hired. I don't know if it's very clear in the movie, but I don't think it's clear until oh. the ending. That he's the other hitman that's hired. I think it's after... We don't really find out until they're robbing the till they're robbing the bank that he's the other hitman. Wait, yeah, that's another thing I didn't understand was the coins. And so, who got the first coin? It was the blonde girl, like with the limp, who was like wanted to fuck oh. the black guy, Reggie. 
she's like, fuck me, Reggie, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, they killed the PI that um, Marietta, um, Lula's mom, was also fucking. Um, the, like, little meek guy that she sent out. Oh, Johnny? To... Yes, Johnny. He was a PI private investigator to oh. hired to. I Did you watch with the subtitles on? No. I always do. I spend most of the movie actually reading what happens. I normally watch with the subtitles on, yeah. but I was using DVD. Yeah, you <laughs> can just turn DVD. it on. Yeah, you can do it on. Yeah. I didn't I didn't put the batteries in the remote though, so I, was... <laughs> I sent you <laughs> batteries. I, I, literally, I literally kept them in the bag. I'm like, meh. Oh my <laughs> I god. I think I needed it. I know. I'm such a lazy sack of shit. <laughs> I was like, I literally it literally would have been effortless for me to just <laughs> put the batteries in and I, you know, click a button and put I on didn't subtitles. Want... And I thought, I was like, maybe I should put the batteries in the remote before I send it. I'm like, no, you shouldn't send shit with the batteries in it. So I sent it separately. And this is the consequence. I know. Apparently, I really got to do a lot more work. I know. What? You sending me a full DVD player with literally everything I need to make it functional was not enough. oh my fucking god all right (laughs) yeah okay so i understood that lula's mom had this other guy whose name Mm -hmm. was johnny and she he was kind of like you know she was flirty with him but she wasn't really like you know like she wasn't into him yeah yeah, he could. You could tell that he was like very like aroused by her and all this kind of stuff. And so he was a private mm-hmm. investigator to try to find um, Lula and Sailor. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then, so then, who the fuck hires uh, Santos? She hires she does. Santos. She hires Santos um, behind Johnny's back. So Johnny actually asks her uh, one or first before she hires Santos um, or commits to hiring Santos. She, uh, or he asks, or he tells her, like, like, not to hire Santos. He's like, come on, don't hire him. Like, you don't need him. Like, don't do that. Um, he's just gonna cause trouble, whatever. Like, don't hire him. I'll find her. Um, and then as soon as he leaves to go look for her, uh, she goes ahead and hires Santos anyways. And then Santos's condition to the hiring is that he not only gets to be with her, he also gets to kill Johnny. And she's super, like, um, broken up about this because she actually apparently has feelings for Johnny. So she doesn't want to agree to it because she likes Johnny, but she wants um, Santos to kill Sailor. So her hatred, I guess, outweighs, you know, her (laughs) love for Johnny. And she chooses Santos. uh, And that's when the, the hitmen get hired. I'll take your silence as a yes. Okay. So. Yes, and so her, uh, Lula's mom, which her name is Marietta in the film, and um, Santos have a history because um, at another time, Lula's mom hires Santos to kill Lula's dad. And Nick Cage, at the time, was Santos's driver. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, and Santos kills... uh, Lula's dad by pretty much just dousing him in kerosene and uh they light on fire light him on fire and pretty much burn the house down and um you know Nick Cage is just kind of like in the car and he he was just like there like watching the house go up in flames and so that's how Lula's mom was like oh you've seen too much and kind of Mm -hmm. always had this like uh, need to kind of get rid of Nick Cage because she thought that you know he knew that they intentionally killed Right. dad yeah he needed to be silenced or whatever mm-hmm. or otherwise he was going to you know break the secret um yeah she like tries to get him to like fuck her in a bathroom <laughs> stall before yeah. she commits to killing him yep yeah she yep. can't she can't resist the d she's like i gotta i gotta get me some of that before this uh this expires <laughs> <laughs> but i mean nick cage being the guy he was in this film, he's like, nope, can't do that. Like, yeah. I already, I'm dating Treat your daughter. Yeah. Yep. And so, yep, he turns her down. And I think that just further fuels her rage against him. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's how the initial kill scene 
of the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he basically bets her to kill him, and she takes him on that one. Um, There's one... So one of the first places that they stop is New Orleans, and um, they go out on the town, and they go to kind of this, like, club, and they're at the bar, and there's this guy that starts talking to them, and he has this, like... I don't know what's wrong with his voice. It's almost like, you know, like how people sound when they like get that thing in their throat when they have like lung cancer. Oh, yeah. When they have like that little voice box thing because they're yeah. like their vocal cords are all fucked or whatever from smoking or they like. Yeah. Yeah. like Yeah. I know what he, you mean. That little. He, yeah. It's almost yeah. like a, a, a like almost like you're talking through a kazoo <laughs> type thing. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, they, this strange character starts talking to them at the bar and he, he comes up to him and he says, Pigeons spread diseases and mess up the that. I'm like, oh All shit. Right. Here we go. Another reference to Birdie. I, was like, I didn't yeah. even pick that one up. Yeah, Nick Cage. Oh, <sighs> come on, Aaron. You're slacking. I know. I know. I should be on top of it. But you know me. Sometimes I and miss things. <laughs> Any pigeon reference is the easiest. <laughs> I just, I can't believe I didn't. I think I was so upset about the David Lynch stuff at the time because ah. that was when I first, like, remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a David Lynch movie. And then I got really upset. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, can't your priority can't be birdie in that moment i get it but i'm just (laughs) i had to bring it up just because i'm like yes nick cage knows all too well about the pigeons (laughs) i think it was shortly after that because like they're having a lot of sex at this time uh Mm -hmm. but after it was shortly after that he was telling her about a time when he was about to have when he was gonna have sex with somebody um I'm not really sure if the story was about his first time or if it was just a story because they had been sharing stories about their life uh, throughout the road trip. And one thing that he says about it is, Ma'am, I had a boner with a capital O. (laughs) Fucking got me. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. But then uh, I think after that, she tells him a story about her, like, cousin who was clearly schizophrenic and they called him Jingle Dell um and that was our boy Matthew Modine Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep wait he was Jingle Dell the cousin yeah the guy that wore like the Santa outfit Matthew Modine you mean Mm -hmm. from Birdie oh shit I was thinking Crispin Glover because isn't Crispin Glover... Oh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking of another thing that I saw Matthew Modine recently. Oh, my God. Sorry. Crispin Glover. I was thinking of Matthew okay. Modine from... Oh. I know, from Birdie, because I got Birdie on my mind. You got me out. No, okay. Sorry. No. No, but I... Wa- oh, I watched a new... um The new documentary that came out about the admission scandals. Mm, yeah, me Did too. You- I watched that. Yeah, that was Matthew Modine, who played, he was playing the reenacting guy doing all the admission scandals. That was With the bad him? haircut. With the bad haircut. No yes. shit! Yes! Oh and so I've God. had that on my brain, because I've been meaning to tell you he was in it, and I got my boys mixed up. Oh my gosh, I yeah. thought I knew he looked familiar, but I was like, yes. I don't know who this guy is, but yes. oh my God! Yeah. Wow, okay. Good for him. Sorry, I fucked up all my boys' <laughs> no. names. No, it's all clear, crystal clear now. Mm-hmm. So you watched the thing about the admission scandals, anyways. Mm-hmm. That was fucking interesting. Yeah. But then it also, very... fuck rich people. Your kids don't need to I go know. to school. I know. Seriously, the fact that you will literally baby your kids to a point where you're going to spend. Millions of dollars to get them into a school instead of investing that money into, you know, getting tutors for them or, like, you know, letting them pursue other, like, routes that are obviously more tailored to what they want to do. Like, you know, doing, like, their own businesses and shit and creating products and all that kind of stuff. But you're going to take up someone else's spot who needs it and who has worked their ass off for it genuinely, like, Fuck you. Like, you're such a piece of shit. Anyways. 
Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I got us all off. Here. I know. <laughs> we got to get back onto the Golden Brick Road, Aaron. Oh my god. All okay. All the Wizard of Oz themes. Yeah. Didn't really make any sense um, because, like, the Wizard of Oz, the well, it's no place like home. There's other themes in there, but like, I guess home for them is each other, and maybe mm-hmm. that's the Wizard of Oz theme. Fucking Christ, they did overdid it on the Wizard of Oz. It was. There was Very, so uh, many, like, every time they could find mm-hmm. a reference to sneak in, they would, like, so. There were crystal example, balls, which didn't make any yeah. sense. Um, no, and there was, they literally confused me. Yeah, and the, there was the, the Wicked Witch that Lula was seeing, who I think was supposed to be, like, her mom. I think she was seeing her mom as the Wicked Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really explain who the Good Witch is. No. Um, that Nick sees later on in the movie. Um, but I made a, li- a short list of these Wizard of Oz themes. Let me find here. Um, the Toto reference. There was mm-hmm. when they were at the motel sitting in that group drinking and there was they brought that weird guy Rex in and he talks about showing them his dog. And you think it might be like a Toto dog. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Wizard of Oz. The crystal balls, like I mentioned, the Wicked Witch references and visions that uh, Lulu was having. And then also over the crystal ball, whatever you were seeing, it was somebody with black nails. So we assume that's the Wicked Witch coming into metal. And then um, there's a scene where Lula is wearing red heels. They're not sequined heels, but they're red heels. And she tries to click them together to basically leave the place that she's trying to leave. Oh, and there was a Yellow Brick Road reference shortly after all that. Sometimes, Sam, when we're making love, you just about take me right over that rainbow. Yeah, I I pretty much, I, I found an article, which was from, like, the New York Times, like, in 1990, like, you know, when this film first came out, to try to, like, which links, like, this film with all of these references to the Wizard of Oz. And it pretty much Mm. just describes this as kind of like during that time period, it was kind of just like a way to demonstrate kind of symbolically that these were people that were kind of on, like, I don't know. It it was pretty much just trying to show that, I was going to say essence, but I realized you say that too much. It's pretty much just like a road movie. And so they have to go on this journey. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with The Wizard of Oz, there's kind of all of these things that happen Mm. to them along the way. But at the same time, along the way as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to get to the end towards, you know, the happy, happily ever after type deal. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like, I guess supposed to what they're trying to present metaphorically i don't know it was weird i mean kind of sure but feels forced it does feel very forced you're right uh you did see that this was based on a book or a series Mm -hmm. um not gonna read it don't i know i don't don't even ask not gonna fucking (laughs) do it this is no birdie (laughs) Mm -mm. no birdie i could listen to birdie again Maybe I will listen to Birdie again. Fuck. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I got yeah. Matthew oh. Modine on the mind, so I <laughs> no. could listen to Birdie anytime. I also watched an episode of Law & Order SVU recently that he was in as well. Oh, so shit. I've been hard uh, on the Matthew Modine. On a streak. Anyway, dig this. Well, I guess we could pick up where they're in Big Tuna, Texas, where they spend a lot of time. I think yes. just about the rest of the movie, they don't they don't ever really make it to California. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're in Big Tuna, Texas, and they're staying at a motel, and Nick goes and sees somebody who he knows who lives in Big Tuna, which is amazing that you could know anybody that lives in a small town in a different state like that in the 1990s. But uh, he goes up to her place and it looks like a younger version of uh wana who's the one of the hit people out to get him and he asks her if um if oh if there's a contract out on him and she says no 
but I'm, I mean, like, of course there fucking is. We know there is, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so he goes back and enters the motel room and finds out that uh, our girl Lula has thrown up on the floor and is just kind of laying in bed and uh, whatever. And my first thought was, I bet she's pregnant. It's like 100%. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. All the all yeah. the fucking they've been doing. There's uh-huh. yeah. There's no there's way. No way. no way. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The the weird thing about the puke is like it never gets cleaned up off the floor in the movie. Like they just you know Nick Cage they walks in at it. first. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it smells like puke in here, and, he's, and she's like, yeah, couldn't make it to the bathroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of over the series of the next couple of days, they're like, ah, that. That puke smell is still kind of a uh, prominent. <laughs> Can't get rid of it, yep. <laughs> yep. And I was like, well, yeah, that's because it was never properly cleaned up. So, yeah, she is, in fact, well, she has a hunch that she's pregnant at mm-hmm. the time. and um, Yeah. And it's right after this that they're sitting out at the by the pool talking to some dudes that are either staying there or working there one of them's wearing a confederate flag hat and the other guy's <laughs> like i don't know oh he's wearing a cow- weird cowboy hat uh with some some print on it and uh, they're hanging out and talking and that's when they bring in rex who makes the toto reference for literally no reason they bring him in just yeah. to tell a story and then we meet willem defoe's character um whose name is bobby Peru. Just like the country. And uh, he's wearing like these weird gross <laughs> teeth where it's like all gum and like little rotted teeth at the end. They're just so fucking gross to look at. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, about the coolest thing that this town's seen. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> he doesn't really give a reason as to why he's there, but he's definitely, you know, like a creepy guy with a little mustache. And he's got a. Uh, Navy tattoo? Was it the Navy? Or no, it was the Marines. It was yeah. the U.S. Marine Corps tattoo on his hand. Um, so Nick knows this guy's a tough guy. Yeah, so um, the Green Goblin. <laughs> I literally, that's all I could refer to him as my notes because I didn't actually know his real name. I was like, the Green Goblin's up to some some, some sketchy shit. <laughs> He pretty much, um, yeah, we know he's a bad guy. He he pretty much just, like, sexually harasses Lula mm-hmm. um, while Nick Nick is away. And he kind of gets Nick to... To help him rob a bank. Yeah, Someone's because... Very raising Arizona. Um, yeah, I know. It's all coming office. together. <laughs> Literally yeah. very raising Arizona because when they... Because Nick agrees to go rob a bank because, you know, he's kind of like, well, I'm going to be a dad. I need the money. And mm-hmm. he literally puts the stockings on just yeah. like they were in yep. Raising Arizona, where Stocking it didn't actually did nothing to hide his identities. So they try to rob a bank, but there's a police officer. Um, Bobby Peru ends up dying. Well, he shoots one of the tele- the tellers. Uh, yeah. He gets crazy and shoots one of the tellers, and that's when the cop notices that there's something going on inside. But yeah. he shoots one of the tellers. Nick freaks out because he didn't want anybody to get shot in the first place. But Nick goes to try to shoot Bobby, but Bobby tells him that the gun wasn't real anyways or wasn't loaded. So it wouldn't have mattered. And he shoots the other teller, and Nick runs outside um, and immediately like throws himself on the ground for the cops. And Bobby is having a fucking ball he's so excited because he's trying he's gonna kill nick and he walks out of the uh bank and the cop with his little pea shooter shoots him like four times in the chest and as he's going down he um with his own shotgun blows his own head off yeah it's very dramatic (laughs) yeah yeah it is it's a sight to see Mm -hmm. um yeah so nick Obviously gets caught. He gets thrown in jail. And so, you know, we kind of repeat the cycle from the beginning where Lula again waits for him. But this time Mm -hmm. she's pregnant and, you know, she has to raise this kid on her own for a couple of years. He's in um, jail for what, like 
six years. I wrote or down exactly how many five years, seven months, twenty one days. Okay. So yeah, that's exactly how long he was in jail for. He cut he gets out and then, you know, Lula's there waiting for him with their kid, which they na- uh, she names Pace. Mm-hmm. Like the salsa. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't name something that had to do with like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, so then Nick Cage, like, they're in the car and things are kind of, like, awkward because obviously he's never met his son before. Like, they haven't seen each other in a really long time, but they're – and she kind of gets overwhelmed and he kind of takes it as his fault. And he's like, yeah, I can't do this to you guys. Like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. And so then he kind of just says goodbye to them after being with them for, like, five minutes. And then he runs into, like, a gang or something, gets jumped. Oh, my God. Yeah, so <laughs> this part, okay. Um, all right, well, it's okay because I can say this. So when those nine guys started surrounding him, I literally wrote in my notes, "Those it looks like a bunch of queers surrounding him, and then he calls them all faggots. <laughs> I was like, yes. oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then they beat the shit out of him. And then he has a vision where the good witch comes to him and basically tells him that he needs to be with his true love, Lula. So he comes to and he apologizes to (laughs) the guys. And I want to apologize to you gentlemen for referring to you as homosexuals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he goes back to Lula. Yep, and so in the movie it was a happy ending, but apparently I read as, like, the fun facts that in the book they actually don't reunite with each other, but, yeah, it was kind of, I guess they, like, David Lynch tried to do that ending, but that wasn't something that he, like, he felt content Mm -hmm. with, and he felt like, you know, that wasn't the essence of their characters, and so he wanted (laughs) to make sure. essence, essence, (laughs) essence. Oh my god! How do, I, how do I get that out of my vocabulary? <laughs> I will stop teasing you about it. Don't no, worry. No, literally tell me every time I say it so that I'll stop saying it. <laughs> oh god, that's so annoying that I know that now. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So he runs. He runs, well, he runs across the tops of the cars and starts singing <laughs> Love Me Tender, which is the song that oh, yeah. she always wanted him to sing to her, but he wouldn't sing it because he said he was saving it for his future wife. And so he sings Love Me Tender to her, and then he sings the whole fucking song as the credits yeah. roll over. Yeah. Um, and he actually sang that, too. Yeah, I was going to say Nick Cage is a songbird because he did all his own singing. And so that kind of makes me think that he did all of his own singing for that other role that we were, like, questioning. Where he was, like, I think it was in uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. Yeah, it was Peggy Sue. We know that (sighs) our our boys got pipes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think he has those pipes anymore. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, so Love Me Tender, that's an Elvis song, right? I've never been an Elvis fan, um, but I think it's an Elvis song, and the whole accent that he does throughout the movie is also very Elvis. Mm -hmm. Rockin' good news. Yeah, Uh, I guess the the last fun fact that I read about this movie was um, that the snakeskin leather jacket that he very, like passionately refers to as and for me it's a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom (laughs) it's his own snakeskin leather jacket and so Mm -hmm. he spoke with david lynch and said hey i got this jacket what do you think if i uh bring it in and i guess the director loved it and was like yep let's kind of tailor these parts to it. And so, yeah, Nick Cage is seen kind of wearing that jacket throughout the film. And good to know that it is, it was from his own closet. (laughs) (laughs) That's where, I bet that's where that uh, one little drinking game bit of, you know, like his own wardrobe comes into it. I always think about that whenever I like read something that like Nick Cage brought this in. And I was like, 
How are we supposed to know if Nick if this is an element I know. of his? You have to do the research yeah. while you're watching the movie. That's no fun. That's no fucking I know. fun. I know. But did you see that? Uh, on also on IMDb, it said Nick Cage states that Wild at Heart helped him get away from method acting. Mm-hmm. So I find that interesting and maybe a little untrue, but yeah. I, because... I mean, maybe maybe he just doesn't go as hard, like, you know, sleeping yeah. in his car level method acting. Exactly. Um, which he supposedly did for Valley Girl, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to make his right. character more grungy or whatever. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Well, I guess overall, what do you think about this movie? Where does it rank on your list? Oof. Fuck, I always forget to pull that up. God. I know. Damn. I had a mental note, too. I was like, I'm going to pull it up this time before we start recording. <laughs> mental notes Next time. don't work for me, also. That's no. just a thing that's no. a lie. Uh, yes. I have to literally write down everything I want to do if I want to remember to do it. Agreed. Me, too. Physical lists are definitely my thing. Um, I'm going to put it... Oh god, it's it's either above or below Never on Tuesday. So where does um, Never on Tuesday rank in comparison with Raising Arizona? Oh god, so, all right, let's t- take it from the top. So all right, scratch how fast times we know that's not technically in the ranking. Yeah. So we got number one Moonstruck. I really want something to top that. I do like it, but I really want something to top it. And this movie probably mm-hmm. could have. If it weren't for all the reasons I hated it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, there were parts that I enjoyed, but a lot of it just really, it, it bothered me. So, we got Moonstruck, Vampire's Kiss, Raising Arizona, uh, Racing with the Moon, Birdie, and I almost want to flip-flop those two now just after talking about Birdie so much, because I got, no. got Birdie on the brain. So, um, get Birdie. Valley Girl, Peggy Sue Got Married, The Cotton Club, Never on Tuesday, Time to Kill, Rumblefish, Best of Times, The Boy in Blue. Damn, so you would rate, get pretty low on the list then if you're going to put it above or below Never on Tuesday. Mm. Mm, Yeah, that's just because it's just, there's so many parts I don't like about it. But maybe I'll put it above The Cotton Club. I'm surprised that Raising Arizona is so high. Because, but I guess I know. we don't have much to work with. We don't have a lot to I'm... work with. And I'm like, it's like as we go, I kind of, you know, start morphing it a little bit. It's yeah. like, I want to rearrange this. And I might. Yeah. It's never yeah, going like to Bert, I, I feel like Bert, Birdie needs to be like number three. <laughs> I, well, I think our we are really thinking about how much fun we had talking about Birdie rather than watching it. <laughs> I know. I know, <laughs> but still, just like the good memes that Birdie has brung and how many times we're able to reference it with other movies, it's just, is bringing this like false sense of appreciation for the movie. Because um, I was thinking that this movie gave off a very similar vibe to Raising Arizona, so I was mm-hmm. going to kind of rank it similar to that, but then I realized that Raising Arizona is actually pretty high on our list, so. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but also, we didn't know, you know, we we don't know all the movies we're watching, so our opinions are going to be changing yeah. as we go. So, yeah, um, is Wild at Heart better than Peggy Sue Got Married? I think so. The music's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the metal music, actually. I was I really into yeah. that. That was pretty fucking yeah. cool. The dancing... Not so much, but the music was pretty great. All Nick Cage did for dancing was just, like, kick and punch when he was trying to, like, dance to, like, that thrashing <laughs> music. And I'm like... Oh, my God. I'm about to tell you a very embarrassing story that I know you oh. haven't heard before. Because oh. I... Um, back in high school, this was the only time I went to a school dance. Um, which I know I have not told you about. Uh, in detail. So, ninth grade, freshman year, um, I was asked to go to the Christmas dance by this weird boy in my French class, um, <laughs> who was a junior. Yeah. So he was a junior. And he asked me to go to the Christmas dance with him, which was 
Nightmare Before Christmas was the theme. So I had a nice black dress for it. But uh, <laughs> definitely looking hella dorky, too, in ninth grade. But we are there at the dance, and he... The moves that he was busting on the dance floor, immediately I was like, nope, I am out of This is not going to work. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> he was busting some moves like Nick Cage, and it's... Oh, my what, God. Like, 2005, 2006 music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's getting hot in here kind of shit, and he is yeah. <laughs> jumping, kicking, punching, like... Full on, like, people had to, like, back up to give him room. (laughs) And I'm already hella embarrassed as a ninth grader. This is not how I wanted my first dance to go, and that was the last one I ever went to. Wait, how did you get yourself out of that situation? Oh, I powered through the night. I went through the whole night. I just, like, backed up, and I just, like, gave him the room, and eventually (laughs) he stopped doing it. And I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. And then maybe a couple weeks later, I dumped him via paper note or something like that. Love it. Love it. The mm-hmm. classic way to do it. Classic. Oh, that just, that gets me. That gets me good. <laughs> what a weirdo. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so Wild at Heart, <laughs> above Peggy Sue Got Married. All right, Jesse, what are we watching next? Ooh, let me pull it up. Okay. So next week, we got... Ugh, I gotta scroll. <laughs> you bust me for not having shit ready. I know. <laughs> I have the tab open, but it's like, I always have to go further down. Okay. Wow, wow. Next week, we got Firebirds. Action slash adventure. Mm. Elite Apache helicopter pilots are tasked with destroying powerful armed drug cartels operating in South America. Okay, well. Great. This one also came out in 1990. Um, and I feel like this is going to be a little different vibe than, uh, than what we just watched. Kind of not what I would expect him to be doing. Um, is he even a main character? Yeah, uh, he, he is, is the main character. With, okay, maybe. With uh, Tommy Lee Jones, and I don't recognize anyone else. I would have to agree with you there. I don't recognize anybody else either. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It is getting hot in this closet, though. Well, I guess we should uh, we should end it there, huh? I gotta, I gotta sign off for us. Go for it. All right. So, I need you to close your eyes, click your heels together three times, and say, "I wish this shit was over." Oh my god, I wish this shit was over so fucking much. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs>